This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. Cool. Welcome to another episode of Barbarian Banner with myself, Jimmy G, and CJ. Welcome back, guys. What's going on? Happy Easter. It is. Oh, shit, it is Easter. <laughs> it's Easter, the weather's nice, and the wind has yes. died down. Yesterday, it got warm, but it was so freaking windy, it was not pleasant. <laughs> There's nothing like sweating your balls off by doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be pretty warm here. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the time of the year that I sleep with, like, no blanket because if i start sweating i'm done i, I can't Thanks. sleep so everyone's gonna have a thanks for that image yeah. laying there naked but ass naked with naked. swamp ass trying to sleep can you sleep while you're sweating no no i it's keep impossible. my house at 69 degrees i don't sweat <laughs> Mine's set at 68, and I still sweat. 69 degrees. No higher, no It's always like that. Year-round, that's the temperature. (laughs) Classy in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what... uh, it's been a while. It feels like years since we've done this. So what do we do? Triumphs and blunders? Uh, yes. I, I could shoot. The, I've been killing the house projects, even with the cold and nasty. Every day I get one or two little projects done. And they may be a 10 minute project or it might be a three hour project. But uh, we were knocking stuff out. Um, and that feels good. Just getting all this little stuff, getting prep work done, doing little things like that. And then more on my little shelving. I, I've talked about this a little bit. I built the one shelving unit with my boy and that took about three hours. The other day, it's like I needed another shelving unit. Asked him if he wanted to help me. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to go play basketball with my buddies. Okay, fair enough. I built it in just under 20 minutes. <laughs> that experience <laughs> level. But it turned into a learning lesson because he walks back and he's sitting there sees the shelving unit, walks around it, and goes, how did you do that so fast? And I'm like, well, you know what I'm going to say here, don't you? And the sheepish grin came out, and he's like, no. (laughs) And I'm like, takes practice, takes time, doing the reps. And then he just (laughs) shook his head and walked off. It's like, yep, and slowly sinking in. You know, there's – there's 20, 30, whatever years of experience doing some of this stuff. So, but I got to turn that into a, a nice, nice little experience. Awesome. Hell yeah, man. Plunders. I don't know. I, I knock on wood. I don't, I don't want to say too much. It's like it jinx myself, but <laughs> the, things have, it, it's been working in the right direction. So it's it's nice not having a week of uh that that was a downfall <laughs> yeah yeah uh for me I, I uh went on a trip to visit my parents down in texas um with my girls so that was 
certainly a triumph just to relax and chill, but there's lots of things that, that happened, um, you know, being in the airport was an opportunity to talk about stranger danger with the girls and what to do and all that stuff. And, uh, is, you know, important lessons about safety and, and, and situational awareness. My oldest is sort of too busy looking around, but not really paying attention to anything. You know, it's like <laughs> off daydreaming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's more, she's looking around, not, uh, aware of really what's happening or where she's at. She's just like, you know, she's one of those where she'll look all around because it's like, oh, wow, this is so awesome or, you know, whatever, and not think <laughs> about you should pay attention to what you're doing or people around you or what's happening around you and worry about, you know, looking at stuff later kind of thing. Uh, but it was a good opportunity. You know, they're, they even asked, you know, well, what if somebody keeps, you're not around and somebody keeps bucking me. And, and, and I said, well, you know, you shoot their leg, toss them to the ground, throw them in an arm bar. <laughs> and if you think you have, have the chance, otherwise, you know, you know, you start off being polite, but then I told them to do that and they started laughing, but it was, you know, it's a good way to kind of break some of that tension and talk about those things. So, you know, that was cool. And while we were there, you know, we played some games, just made up some shit to do um, to kill time. So it was cool to spend time with them and and do all that sort of stuff. So they're not always watching, you know, watching movies or TV shows or whatever on uh, playing on games on an iPad kind of thing. Um, And from a blunder perspective, really, like... I got back Friday night and yesterday I did jack shit. Like you I, I a vacation mentioned. from your vacation. Yeah. It's like, I'm still on, on vacation. It's like, screw this. I'm not going to, you know, and, <laughs> but there's crap everywhere from dishes and unpacked, half unpacked, but not really unpacked. So anyway, that's what I have to do today. unpacking sunday yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah i was gonna say i had a pretty big week um i uh we got pre-approved on monday to finally buy a house so pretty much every day since we've looked at a house um today we're gonna look at three Besides that, I uh, had a meeting with my boss. It was my yearly review. And pretty much I got told I was setting the standard for our company. So that was, I felt pretty good. Unfortunately, I guess the first year you're there, you can't get a raise. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he told me that. I'm like, what kind of company does that kind of bullshit? But, you know, at least I know that in the future, that will be a talks or I guess whenever I was on layoff, he was worried that I was going to leave the company. thought that was interesting. No, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, there's it's stuff like that. People don't, you know, employers don't have to say. Yeah. I was, I, I think it's just that, you know, I'm one of those guys that don't bitch about anything. I get my job done and, they don't really have to worry about anything. If I call, it's not like me complaining. It's me just trying to figure out a solution for the problem that in, 
at hand. So it's not like wasted time. Um, Show up to work. What's up? You show up to work. Yeah. I mean, which I've is a challenge in. nowadays. There's a lot of people that's <laughs> you, like, you, you have no idea. Oh, I was going to well, say, I've, since I've worked there, I've called in once and I was just cause I had fucking food poisoning, but there was a, there's a guy that I work with right now that's called in five times in the last two months and he just got off a layoff. So yeah, he's setting the standards pretty fucking low, <laughs> but it's well, yeah. it's all about where you set that bar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just hearing some of that stuff. It felt good, but then again, in the back of my mind, it's like, how much smoke is he blowing up my ass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always that guy. Like, it doesn't matter how many good things you tell me. It's like, are you trying to inflate my ego? Are you being sincere? I don't really know. I'll take because we I'll know CJ's ego is big enough already. <laughs> yeah, yes. I already know I'm the shit. But you tell me I'm the shit. It's got me thinking a different way. <laughs> um, another it's one today. This was this has been an extremely busy week and a half. Uh, I started working with a new coach. Uh, my last coach was not really exactly what I wanted. It was more general uh, suggestions than set. This is what you do every single day. And that's what I wanted in a coach for. And it is George the Bull Peterson. If you don't know who that is, look him up. He's a fucking animal. <clears throat> so, yeah, I just started with him and uh, it's got me eating more veggies and fruits than I, my stomach is used to. So this has been an interesting few days. <laughs> Wait, so you're going back to vegan? 50%. 50% vegan now. <laughs> is, so, is there such so you're a thing? regular. <laughs> Do what? So you're regular. Yeah, is what sure. you're saying. Getting sure. lots of fiber. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, just one of the vegetables I'm eating is uh, spinach, and there's four cups a day. Mm. I don't know. Do you guys eat that much? Because my body is just like... Survey says nope. Yep. No. <laughs> my body's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. No. I, I could do... There's a time where I'd have like a spinach salad with like chicken kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I, I certainly didn't push four cups of spinach. Yeah. To me, that's rabbit food and I'll eat the rabbit and then I'll get the nutrients that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I don't care. I'm going to do exactly what he tells me. So hey. no, it's all good. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not paying him to change it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you're paying for change. Yeah. And it I mean, might be exactly what you need. Yeah. So, I mean, if it works, it works, and I'm not going to deviate from the plan. So, yeah, I heard somebody talking in a podcast, they're like, because they're a coach and they have a coach, but if they get a plan and they look at it, they're like, well, I would change this, and then it's 90% their plan and 10% yours, but then that ball continuously goes, and eventually you're just coaching yourself, and why the fuck are you paying somebody? So, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. So, I'm going to just leave everything up to him you gotta change something it's his choice if i feel like there's something that needs to be changed i might say something 
but besides that i'm on board cool so yeah i'm really excited about that um blunders fuck your pooping has gone up through the roof (laughs) (laughs) are you exploding on the toilet i'm thinking cartoon here it's a little bit cartoonish yeah Do you want me to go into details what they look like? No, no that's no. all right. No, nope. it's too early for that. You don't want these pictures in the group chat? <laughs> Later. I'll send them to you. <laughs> Actually, you know, you should put that on your OnlyFans page. There you go. The unwiped asshole. What's going on my OnlyFans? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it either sounds like a bar drink or the name of a punk band. Oh my God. <laughs> if I ever have a punk band, that's what I'm going to call it. Unwiped asshole. Oh my lord. Could you imagine being the guy that has to like <laughs> say that to the audience? Like, and up next, the unwiped assholes. <laughs> Who the fuck came up with this shit? <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure. my blunder has to be I've had no extra time to do any of the small little details around the house or whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah, buying a house or, and gearing up for all of that is is a pain in the ass. So. I mean, it's just time consuming to do all that stuff. So, I mean, try not to beat yourself up too much about that. I'm not worried about it. The only thing is that we have a a very small window of time and we're trying to get a hold of our uh, landlord right now. Let's see if we can do month to month, but they're not really fucking answering. So that's being really pain of our ass, to say the least. But in the first two days i mean the patients have already cut in half easily so just trying to keep our patients throughout this whole thing is going to test me which in a part i'm looking forward to in a part i'm not yeah but that's a good testament to see how i can handle that shit yeah It'll be interesting. I mean, nonetheless, I already know that we're going to find a place that we're going to love at least 80 to 75% of it. <laughs> well, and you're being realistic. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, you're not with looking the realist for mind. Yeah. I mean, are we looking for the fucking unicorn? Yeah. <laughs> Do I expect the unicorn? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> But you'll settle for not the unicorn. Yeah. We'll settle for the the stallion. Yeah. There you go. But this is... You'll settle for a My Little Pony. At least she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say fucking... Uh, we went and looked at this one house that was like 210k and it had like no yard it, it looked like an okay house but not something i would pay that much for and we went around the corner and there was a house that maybe had 500 more square footage to it in an actual fenced in decent size yard and it was 170 and i'm like how the fuck does he even that doesn't even make any sense like 
The market's crazy. Yeah. Some of these houses I've looked at, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys smoking? <laughs> and what if you, if there's somebody bidding on this house, you need to be put through a wall because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they are throwing money at people too, so that doesn't help. Um, well, how much they threw at us, and I'm looking at it. We were talking about how much our payment would be if we used all that we got approved for. I'm looking at her, I'm like, we could make it, but there would be no savings, no investing, no kids wouldn't even be a fucking thought <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> well, that, that's how you get kids, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. He's young. He doesn't know how the birds and the bees work. Yeah. How does that happen? Does a stork just come by and drop some shit off? Basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not nine once you buy a, a once you buy a house, house, they set them behind the tree, you know, the trees. Or... So that's what Easter's all about. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, it makes yeah, a lot of fucking exactly. sense. Exactly. That's <laughs> I'm sure Padre would agree with us. That's exactly what Easter's about. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh hell uh, on that note on that note yes you want to jump in the questions let's do some questions all right all right this one's good what's something that you really resent paying for my house <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> it's yeah that has a lot more tied into it, but yes, I I I resent it. But you absolutely hate your house, though. I I have come to the point now that yes, I like my neighborhood. I like my neighbors. I like a lot of things that I have, mm-hmm. but just what is it about the house? Is it the payment, or is it just you know what? It's me that I, I want to go back to being a nomad. That's what it really comes down to. Being tied down to one place. Yeah, I, I'm tired of being tied to the house. And if on the flip side, th- th- there's two things. It's my mentality. My mentality is I want to go back to being nomadic. Mm-hmm. Just I want to be able to ha- be like, oh, I want to move here or I want to go see this. And I don't want to be tied down. But on the flip side, it's like one of my neighbors, it, they have a lot of history in their house from mm-hmm. like great grandparents and stuff. I love going over there and chatting with them and seeing stuff and everything. I enjoy that stability. It's mm-hmm. just not me. And there's certain people that they can set up their houses. They're going to be there for 50, 60, 70 years or whatever. And it's like, I enjoy that because that mentality of there's stability there and, and there's a history there. And I like that. That's just not my mentality. Uh, one of my uncles, I, I, I think, let's say in the last probably 50 years, he lived in his first house, raised the kids, and then he built his second house. And those are basically, he probably lived, you know, college days, younger. He lived other places. But since he's been married, I only remember... Most of them, well, okay, for the last 47 years, I only remember him being in two houses. 
when I go visit him, there is such a stability in history with his property, the land, the whole nine yards, living in the same town that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's still just not me. So it's a personality thing. And, and, you know, I enjoy those type of places to visit. But that's not where I'm at in life. I, I want to go back to being somewhat mobile, somewhat nomadic. So to me, this is more of an anchor holding me back a ball and chain from what I want to do. But it has filled the need that I have right now with raising my boy in a good neighborhood and everything else. So it's a balancing act. But, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I, it, it is money that, you know, the, the mortgage over and above being tied down, just the mortgage payment, right, is my single biggest expense after taxes. Uh, oh, here's a question. Maybe, maybe do you guys tuition. pay your property taxes with your mortgage or do you pay it twice a year? I Everything's tied in monthly. Okay. That's it all goes tied into in, yeah. um, what it Oh, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, escrow? Escrow, yeah. yeah. My taxes and insurance all go into escrow along with okay. my mortgage. Yep. I was going to say, whenever they were we were talking about it, that was one thing that she said that she can do. And I guess some people have to pay the taxes twice a year. I'm like, those people are absolutely insane. Well, it depends on, you got to think about it though. If you have it in escrow, they can well, make money off that interest or you can have the money and make money off of investing it. So it depends on how, how you invest money. I like the simplicity of it because then I just know it's being taken care of. Yeah, but in like. reality, if you pay it twice a month and you're a big time investor, you'd rather have cash on hand. Hmm. And it depends to how how much your property taxes really are relative to to that, right? If it's next to nothing, then What's whatever. The but yeah. But maybe if you're, you know, if it's higher, you want to pay it off or I mean there's there's lots of different way reasons to slice that one way or the other. But I like Nate, I have that tied up in, in escrow with insurance and everything. So I just make one payment done um but uh this is the the one i regret is uh going through or while we we're going through the divorce and all that stuff there is a i, I bought a car it wasn't much it was like two grand maybe 2500 three grand i forget for this older volvo that was falling apart but it needed something and i had to uh we had two car, two vehicles and one, the transmission crapped out. And so it's like, uh, we were borrowing somebody else's like a friend's car for a while. And even though I knew it was garbage, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll buy it. And then tried selling it. And I knew it was, uh, it wasn't terrible, but there's, you know, it was just on the verge of cr- crapping out. So it's one of those things that you know that I needed to spend the money because I needed the car because uh, you know the ex got one and I needed something so it's like you know what I'll just do rather than she was trying to get me to buy a, we should buy a car and you know who'd end up be, being stuck with that payment it's like for a car that I'm not going to drive so 
uh, rather than do that, I'll buy this cheap thing. And so it was the right decision at the time, but it, trying to get rid of it, I was regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say a car because my car before uh, my truck is kind of, I kind of regret buying it because at the time I had the thought that like, I just want to put the money down, have the car, no payments. And now that I look back, I wish I would have used that exact same amount of money and did a down payment on a better car or truck or whatever. So I could have built my credit up and had a, you know, not a very high payment. So I could have built it up and not have to worry. Cause I had to put a lot of work into that car. <laughs> it was a, it was a $6,000 car, but I, there was a lot of parts that I had to replace on the shit and upkeep and all that. It was to a point. There was sometimes it was just not fucking worth it for what I got. So, I mean, <clears throat> now I don't have that car. My, dad actually drives it if i could go if i could have gone back that might have been a little changed so yeah besides yeah. that i my truck the way i went about that was probably not the best either just a bunch of freaking learning experiences with the goddamn banks and all that shit yeah. things i'll be able to tell my kids about hey don't be an idiot <laughs> don't do what i did i'll tell you exactly why <laughs> yep that sounds about right just some things that you wish you would have known but even if you would have known you probably would have made the same mistake <laughs> but, all right <laughs> would you rather shit in the middle of a leg workout or right before right after you shower i'm sorry what was that <laughs> would you rather have to shit in the middle of a leg workout or a minute after you get done taking a shower <laughs> I, I think Nathan, you are muted. Yeah, I can't can't hear you. Is your mic dead? There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah, missed all that. No, I was saying some of I, your best stuff. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I would pick right after the shower because I don't like trying to sit down and get back off the toilet with my legs quivering depends how far <laughs> into the leg workout i am but if they're already especially if it's like a heavy quad day and they're already hurting i don't want to sit down on the toilet in worst case scenario if it's right after the shower well i'll get right back in the shower then and get cleaned up again so to me it's easier i would i pick the one minute after now i would still be aggravated but it's like, all right, I'll just hop back in the shower. I don't have an issue. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do it in the shower, although there's been times. Wait, where... you want to shit in the shower? <laughs> sure, why not? It's all pipes. <laughs> just wash it down. It down. The... <laughs> Stomp it down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, or after, yeah, after, after sh the shower. Although... There have been a couple leg days. <laughs> yeah, then it's not just one shit. You have to continuously go back because you feel like, did I get it all? <laughs> did I get it all? Because you're sweating so much that you're not sure if that's sweat or booty juice. Oh, you know, there's another problem is sliding off the toilet. If it is a hot day and you're sweating, at least Wait, after the shower, you're not sliding off the toilet. Sliding yeah. off the toilet. You've never been sweaty enough where you feel like you just can't get a good grip? Oh, okay. <laughs> <It's> like, 
You're sitting there trying to get positioned correctly. <laughs> and you keep We're sliding about around. Shitty setup. And you're leaving all that sweat and slime on your on the yeah. I think the, also it's like one is at home, hopefully. If you're taking a shower at home compared to if you're at the gym and you have to run in there, it's like yeah. <laughs> How many other sweaty asses have been on that toilet? Oh. <laughs> I, you're going to be thinking about that next time. Yeah, you get that, uh, what is it, beta alanine tingle? And that's right yeah. in your butthole while you're trying to fucking shit. There's almost nothing fucking worse. <laughs> and then you're like, well, this is not going to be the last time I'm here. So <laughs> might as well get fucking used to this. <laughs> You almost just want to quit leg day at that point. It's like, it's just going to make it another hour and a half longer. <laughs> <laughs> or have you ever had those times that you're like in the middle of like leg press or squatting and you got to stop because you you're about a hundred percent sure you're going to fucking shart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I know I could have hit about. ten, but I had to stop at seven. Because <laughs> if I fart, I don't know if this is gonna be a shit or, or just loud as fuck. Guy, guy, March within drum corps used to always say, "Never force a fart because you may live to regret it." <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. I think. Yeah, it's probably been long enough, and if he does listen to this, hopefully he laughs. But I was talking with, uh, it was Christmas time, family gathering, and it was myself, my uncle, and my cousin, and my uncle's always one of those, farting was just, he he would just let him go whenever. <laughs> and we're standing there talking, it was like early morning or whatever, I think we were drinking coffee. He takes a sip, da-da-da, lifts his leg, lets one go, takes another sip. He goes, can you hold this a minute? <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughs and walks off. <laughs> uh. Yep. We're sitting there and we're just rolling because it's like, yeah, he did it again. <laughs> A it happens. For him. <laughs> <It does. laughs> uh, no, no, completely nonchalantly. Didn't say anything. Just can you hold my drink? And oh walks God. off. <laughs> He's so used to it at this point. It's just another day. <laughs> Fart jokes will never not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta definitely go with the shitting after shower. Because <laughs> I just know the pains of shitting while during a leg workout. Like I said, it makes you just want to quit. Yeah. It's funny whenever you go back to wipe and it's just sweat. You're like, fuck. <laughs> now it's going to be in my head the rest of the time. I'm psyching myself out. Is today leg day? No, thank you. No, God. okay, you're good. You got a couple yeah, yeah. of day reprieve. Well, luckily, I the first week he's got me on pretty light stuff. So he even specifically said the CNS system will not be overloaded at first. <laughs> like, 
So what you're telling me is that when I'm at the lowest amount of food, I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Looking forward to it. There you go. All right. Do you think dreams serve a purpose? Yes. Next question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think in on on some level they do. I, I, you know, who knows? <clears throat> I mean, I, I honestly don't know anything, any of the science or anything. It's any, just a personal opinion, honestly. Any of that. But, you know, there are, uh, I, I think, in some ways it's, you, you know, your body, your brain's way of dealing with stuff or processing stuff or repairing itself or uh, subconscious at work, right? Because, you know, you're not actively thinking during those or you're not purposefully thinking like you are when you're awake about things or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I, I, or I, maybe it's, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I was going to say the way that I think of it is like your brain going on recess. So it's like, it's time for it to unwind. And <clears throat> if you didn't, you pr- that's why people go crazy that have insomnia. It's because their brain's going overdrive. So it's just the brain kind of doing exactly what it would want to do, you know, all the time, but it can't do because it's got to do the work. And then it's got to party at night. (laughs) So I like to think of it. Well, and how, like I said, it's, it's like your subconscious working or, working through things that even though they may not make sense if you remember your dreams, but although, you know, there's gotta be more to it than that too, because I know you could, I know lucid dreaming is a thing. So there's, uh, (laughs) there's, uh, you know, where you can kind of try and control your dreams or at least be and more of an active observer in your dreams and stuff like that. So, um, and there's reasons to do that. I'm drawing a blank, but you know, there's, I know that's a thing and there's things that you can do to, to create that or, or cultivate that skill kind of thing. But there we go. Sometimes I think dreams, um, you know, it's your subconscious working through stuff. So like CJ's talking, it's just like your brain just needs to work through things and it works through a weird way or whatever compared to sometimes you have weird dreams because of whatever crazy food you ate or had to drink the night before. And it's like, where'd that come from? Where did my subconscious decide to go and whatever? So, um, I think the ones that have real meaning though, are when you wake up and you still remember it, you know, I, I, I think that's one of the flip, like some days you wake up and your blankets are all tossed or whatever. And it's like, well, I must've been dreaming last night, but you don't remember any of it. Or you wake up in the morning and you have an epiphany 
It's like, okay, I was dreaming and now I had an epiphany with whatever problem or issue or, or thing I was working on. And it's like, ah, my brain worked through that. So I think there's like different kinds of dreams. I think some of them are just psychedelic, crazy ones. And others is your brain actually working through stuff. So I think that's why you can go in so many different directions with it because yeah, just some of them could just be daydreams of whatever. You have those ones that are so real. They almost feel real. And then when you wake up, you're like, (laughs) you still remember it for an hour or so. Those are the ones that are just, I don't know. They're like I said, they almost feel too fucking real. It's like it's another dimension or something. Like when you uh, dream that you're going to the bathroom and then you wake up in a wet bed. <laughs> All the time. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh. those, what is it? The ones that you're falling or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you, The one that I used to have a lot was like I would get in fights with people, but for some reason I couldn't punch. Did you have you guys ever had these? Uh, not that same exact dream, but something similar huh. where I'm supposed to do something or I need to do something. You, can't. you just can't. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it just or seems pathetic. Or I something. may move my arms or legs or whatever it is, but it's like, you know, you know how to do it, but it's just not working for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my, my limbs are noodles. Mm-hmm. And it's like pushing a string kind of thing. Yeah. So like you're trying to play a pool with a piece of rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to know what dogs dream though. Oh God. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's like, okay, I think they're chasing a rabbit right now. Yeah. Legs are going. There's that little yelping, growling, whatever going up. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> They got it's their like, tongue going. <laughs> what are yes? That's that, hilarious. That is another one. <laughs> it's not like all the way out. It's just a little bit. And it's going like a million miles per hour, though. <laughs> yeah. They maybe maybe they do serve a purpose. Maybe they don't. It's one of those things that I don't think people will ever truly know exactly what dreams. Well, Elon might figure that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe if you could tap into that. But there's, you know, I'm I'm sure there's, you know, scientifically, you know, brain activity through the night. I mean, we know about REM sleep and various levels of sleep and all that stuff and what goes on. So um, I'm sure there's... Now I'll have to look it up, but see what's out there. Maybe report back. Definitely going to have to look into the sleep. Yep. <clears throat> Do you guys ever listen to binarial beats when you sleep? No. I have. Um, I don't do it all the time, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sometimes I can listen to it and it's fine. Sometimes... I'll listen to it and it, it keeps you know, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's relaxing, it's just, you know, so, uh, but I'll do it once in a while, but don't, 
definitely not consistently. If anything, I'll listen to like some thunderstorm thing or whatever. Mm. Those oh. those sort of sounds, I I can just pass out. Oh, yeah. I have cut all of that out. Any extra noise? I really? used to like white noise, have a TV on, fan running, all that stuff, and I'm down to, I don't know. A few years back, I just weaned myself off of anything like that. It's like, go to yeah, bed. Yeah, Lord knows I don't need it to sleep, but I, I'll do that. Right. I'd rather hear the outside, honestly, but... Well, it I, depends on what's outside. I listen, I hear trains and traffic and stuff, and that annoys me. I was me. thinking more camping-wise, but yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> train would drive me absolutely insane. <clears throat> I was going to yeah, say, I, a- I enjoy having that stuff on, but there is sometimes that, like, whenever I sleep with it quite a bit and then you have nothing on, it's almost too quiet. yeah. yeah. But I also have a bearded dragon in my room, so sometimes we'll have crickets in there chirping. <laughs> Honestly, that would annoy most people, but it puts me to fucking sleep, which it, it also reminds me of sleeping outside, so you got all the bugs going. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah it's still like nature sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. To a point. <laughs> they're also not screaming because they're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, crickets do chirp louder when they're dying. Yeah. It's if you're not trying to sleep, that's annoying as fuck. <laughs> okay. Which celebrity would make the worst leader of a country? Which celebrity? Courtney Love. <laughs> Uh, do I have to explain? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Carrot top came to mind. Carrot Dude, at least top. He's I don't know. I, well, is yeah, he still he is jacked? jacked. What is he looking like these days? Yeah, I, yeah, he, I think so. I haven't seen him in a while. Who? But I don't know. <laughs> I, but just about any of them. Yeah. I, I think I would name a few that. Would Jesus? I think it would be harder to pick one that would be good for the country, but I really wouldn't want any celebrity. I mean, when was the last one? Ronald Reagan. He was a he was an actor. Trump. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, Trump. (laughs) I was gonna say he was pretty big celebrity. But yeah, yeah, Reagan was an actor. Reagan. So Trump, Reagan. There seems like there was another one in there. Jesus. Great. Have you seen Carrot Top lately? <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. Now I have to look. Thanks. Oh my God. For anybody that's listening, go look at what Carrot Top looks like these days. <laughs> she is scary. She. <laughs> you see those eyebrows, tell me. <laughs> oh. but I, th- I think you're spot on. I, I, it almost. I don't know that it'd be easier to name who would be good for the country, but it, that's definitely the shorter list. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, you know, it's like Alec Baldwin comes to mind, but even like Barbara Streisand <laughs> comes to mind, or uh, some of those folks, even like a Whoopi Goldberg. It's oh. it's. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. See, I'm thinking in a different direction. I'm thinking like Oprah, Ellen, all those celebrities yeah. would be horrible. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And I know Oprah was bandied about for running for president uh, in uh, ahead of the 2016 uh you know, after Obama kind of thing, it's like, no, she's, that would not, that would, I mean, yep. strange, strange. I, I, I will say, I honestly did not think that Donald Trump would be president when he first announced and started the early days of that campaign. I thought, no way we're going to nominate. But so stranger things have been known to happen. I, I didn't think we'd, uh, Barack Obama would, be uh president not because he couldn't do it like i just wasn't sure that we were there yet so it's okay what celebrity would you like to see as president i'm going to go with the easy one right off the get-go the rock (laughs) the rock is cheating (laughs) (laughs) that's just an easy one let's just make the rock the president and see what happens in four years i think that would be fun i got one john cena (laughs) yes there we go that would be enough i'll I'll go i'd vote for john yeah you can't see me okay (laughs) did you see the trailer for suicide squad 2 Yes. Yeah. And uh, John Cena, if, if this whole thing was dicks, I would eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> After I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I got to see that fucking <laughs> Oh. Uh, I would go with Jason Statham. That'd be badass. Ooh, there would be a good one. Yep. I could get behind that. He's the most underrated action hero, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Chuck that's Norris. Ooh. Chuck Norris. How, how old is Chuck Norris? Is he Ancient like the same age point. as Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't Isn't know. Isn't that fucking insane? I bet he looks 20 times about 20 <laughs> times better though. Um anybody that kicks ass. 81. Chuck is 81. What? Go. Yeah. He's older than Donald Trump. Good fucking god. <laughs> But, you know, saying that, this kind of reminds me of Idiocracy when they had Terry Crews as the president. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it would be a fun time. You know, it's like... It's what the plants crave. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm glad you've seen that movie. I'll have to remember that. We can make more comments, too. Yes. Go away, I'm biting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford comes to mind. Uh, I'd probably go with Chuck Norris, though. (laughs) Wait, who's the dude from uh, Grand Torino? Clint Eastwood? Yes. Oh yeah, he would he would be good. Yeah, he was mayor of Carmel, California. Wait, what? For a while. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh shit. I did not I forget that. Not uh yeah, but how forget how Clint? long he did that. He's ninety though. He's got he's up there. What? Yep, nineteen thirty. Jesus. I know. 
okay, he looks like a fucking skeleton. So, <laughs> well, he's he's probably, yeah, but he's still looking healthy and he's 90 years old. He's there probably no still got more brains people. than Biden. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be good for the country, but the character, more not the act, not the actor, but the character wags from billions. Oh, if he was president. <laughs> Oh, it would just Jesus. be that'd be a roller coaster. That'd be just a roller coaster of fun. Everybody so. be hopped up on cocaine and <laughs> painkillers. Eating sushi off of strippers and <laughs> Okay, I will say the scene whenever he got he um that guy was eating sushi and drenching it <laughs> right. with yes. soy sauce. Yeah. That was so badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He it's just perfectly sussed to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a yeah, good yeah. scene. Yeah, he's a good. I was, yeah, I was watching part of one of the first season episodes where uh, there's a bunch of people in his office, and some, uh, I think it's Dollar Bill is like, "Hey, I don't." Uh, for those of you who don't know, watch Billions. You'll you'll understand. Um, uh, but and then you'll be able to follow along at home. But uh, he's like, I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm, I'm not feeling the strategy. Well, it's a good thing your fucking feelings aren't the priority. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wags is such a good. <clears throat> he knows who he is. <laughs> you know, that's what makes him so enjoyable. Speaking of being all on or all off. He is the epitome of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. What's our next one? If you could become the number one expert in one niche field, what would it be? Mm. Poker. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> Get out of here In a niche field, I think jokes. the the just to be a gambling ace, that mm. would be because it, it transfers to so many other things on top of that. So even just being a pro, they there there's a certain edge there. I'll get hooked into watching poker stars or po- or the world tour or something like that. And so, a lot of these guys, especially they're like damn near geniuses, you know, and the guys that are make it and they plan ahead, you know, some guys crash and burn and then they got highs and lows and other guys are like, this is a business. You know, they started young, they, they, they've, they did well in the gambling realm. And then they, they built small little empires about themselves. And I think, Overall, it's a small crowd that's at the top of their game, and especially the ones that are going forward. But um, uh, and I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's a Canadian, Daniel. I want to say Negrado, but just the way of watching him and how he's progressed and built a business off of it, it's like he hit a point. You know, it's like. Well, yeah, I'm gambling a million dollars. Well, he, he started off with small stakes and worked his way up. To him, it's nothing. To other people, it's a life savings, and it's just a perspective thing. And I think that's interesting. But if if I could, and 
for what little bit I've played and what I've done, it's like, yeah, I don't have the brain for this. I, I do not have the brain for these numbers. And I think it's a, that's almost, it's like a gift. You either have it or you don't. You, you're just one of the guys in yeah. there that, that do. But that would be my niche. That would be, I think that would be fun. Travel a lot. There's a lot of things that go along with it that I think would be cool. That'd be yeah, a big team. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right on that. It's it. There's so many things that are wrapped up in that. That playing poker, you're. It's not. It it's certainly the game of poker and understanding all of that to be sure. Not necessarily counting cards in your head, but you know, there's there's math and stats and all that stuff going through your. You know, you're constantly recalibrating based on what cards show up, what happens when players fold or they, you know, reading people who's sitting at the table. And that's the other part of it. Like reading, reading people, people watching, learning those sorts of things. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting. It just kind of reminds you of like all these little fields that nobody really talks about, but whenever you like really start diving into it, how deep that rabbit hole goes. Because, like, if if you're not a gambler, you kind of forget that, you know, casinos are out there and, like, these people are spending every night there practicing just how much work that they put into it to figure out the game like they have. Hours. They're yeah. the guys. The guys Years. getting money or making money have put hours and hours and hours into it, just like anyone – building a business or doing something else. You got to, and, and I think those are the guys that succeed. The guys that go out there and gamble for a weekend, mm-hmm. those aren't the ones I'm talking about. You know, no. I'm talking about that 1% at the top. Oh yeah. And even then there's guys at the top, they lose it all and they're back down to playing penny poker again and starting over. Yeah. And they learn. Yeah, what? One thing I think is neat is they learn from their failures you know, hey, I got to calm myself down. I just lost two thirds of my stack and I, now I got to build up. Mm-hmm. Or I just lost big at this table and tomorrow I need to go sit down at another table and start earning again. It's like, you know, the success and failures happen at a high rate of speed. One man yeah, could be on top of the world next year to press this fuck because you ain't got shit. Just buy a card. Yeah. You know, yeah. a card can. <laughs> The wrong you, flop. Yeah. Well, or or you're betting everything. You're all in <clears throat> on the last card at the World Poker Tour of, you know, you get this much money or you get this much in a bracelet. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> on a flip of a card, you know, is Lady Luck going to play in your favor or not? Did you read all the odds right? And then you got to have that little bit of um, mystery in there. So yep. I could see that as fun. Yeah, that'd be good one for some reason basketball popped in my head right when you asked the question but that's probably just because i watched the game last night <laughs> not that i care about basketball in any way shape or form but it's just Is something there any that popped players in. your height in basketball though uh, uh probably not anymore nate robinson <laughs> back in maybe back in the day you know when i Many, many moons ago when I was in school. 
It's like Spud Webb. He plays oh, that's Atlanta. right. Is that the really the dude that was like five six or something? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna and, say I know uh, Nate Robinson is five nine, <clears throat> and he won the dunk dunk contest one year. So yeah, well, and Spud Webb, he 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 did that. There's another guy that played for is it uh, the Hornets, Charlotte Hornet, or whoever. If they're still, I don't know if they're still around. Anyway, there's some small guy that was uh, point guard for them. Uh, John Stockton, he's kind of on the taller side, but he is a shorty. But yeah, I, but I don't know why that popped in my head. It's, it's something that, so I mean, I'll go with that. It'd be a good one, talk, though. I mean, yeah, there are guys that have done it, so it's it's viable. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. Um, and uh, maybe it's because I'm, I, you know, I'm not that great at it. I, oh, I Muggsy. Know. Muggsy Bogus. Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five three. Yep. Yep. Jesus. I would tower over him. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but uh so yeah, it's it's certainly it, it can uh so I'll I'll go with that as my answer because that's I the like first that. thing that popped in my head. Uh but while you're talking, uh Nate, you know, I thought uh playing pool would would Ooh. be one, another one. It's mm-hmm. like poker in that regard. Um, and there's geometry and physics and all that stuff that, that comes into play in addition to anything else. Are um, you any good? Uh, not anymore. Like my parents had a pool table. So growing up, I played a lot, but you know, I mean, I'm okay, but I'm I was going to say next time we all get together, we're going to have to play. Okay. There you go. That's what me and Allie did that last night for about huh. three It's been hours. a long time since I've played. And It'll even in college, yeah, even in college, we played a lot because they had a pool table. We even had a pool table in our house, but you had to play the house lie. It was an older, way old house. And so the house was, foundation was tilted. So <laughs> it had a lean. So it was more like, Instead of pool, it was more like golf where you're not only do you have to Yeah, not only do you have to, you know, figure out which ball to hit, but you gotta figure out the lie of the or remember the lie of the house. So adjust your aim accordingly to curve it depending on awesome where you're at. Uh there's something else that popped into my mind too. I'll maybe but I'll go with basketball. How about you, CJ? What's your CJ? God, now that I think of it, uh, I don't really buying know. houses. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, God. I mean, I don't really know. Well, I, I got to read my own damn question again. <laughs> if you could be the number one expert in one niche field, what would it be? There's too many damn ones. Um, you gotta pick one. Just pick, yeah, no shit. Just pick one. <laughs> just pick one. Just pick one. What, but then what, it's but then it's done, man. It is. But just <laughs> pick the first one that comes to mind. I mean, we could go through and name hundreds, but just pick one. Uh, the people that help uh, NFL play um, college football players get ready for the NFL combine. Those trainers. 
there was a long time that I really wanted to do that. If I could have been the top one, That'd that be would be cool. dope. Yeah, because <clears throat> what is it like three months? These guys go through a rapid change. Yeah, they just train them for these five things for three to four months. And yeah, it's speed and agility and yeah. all that stuff. I always thought that shit was cool. There was at one point that uh, uh, I thought about going to school for that, but then I realized, yeah, the the chance of that is slim to none. So I was like, eh, constructions <laughs> seems like a better plan. <laughs> yeah, if I could have done that, that would have been cool. Well, and, and I think that's what, it, you know, the niche part comes in. It's like any one of these, you got to know somebody. Yeah, you don't just walk into it and boom, you're it. But I mean, you got to know somebody. You got to put the hours in. You got to put the time in. You gotta, you gotta do something, you know. And then, but that's the whole point of the question. So yeah, there's like, I think there's like four or five of these facilities. So, and there's maybe three so, to six trainers at them. So yeah, we're talking the top of the top of the top. Yep. Extreme niche, but. Yeah, that would have been cool. There was a long time that I just, I wanted to do like recruiting and stuff like that. Like I always thought that process of football was cooler than most of the sport actually, or than coaching, like finding the players that you think that are going to be something at the next level. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where a lot of the, uh, not the real work, but the, you know, that that's a lot more, art than science mm-hmm. right like because you know you could sure a guy could be can run or hit or whatever it is but it's you know and that sort of stuff but it's like are they really a solid player where's their head and their mind because you know just because you get a chance at the next level of whatever sport doesn't mean you're gonna cut it or it doesn't mean that you're gonna make it or be live up to the potential right how many people oh this so and so is a five-star recruit and then craps out kind of thing so on paper they're perfect but yeah yeah. you get to know the person under any amount of pressure they're gonna fold yep i was gonna say it that just reminds me of uh what's it called Moneyball. you guys ever seen that movie yep that's one of my favorites just because of how they changed the athletics yeah just the whole process of that. I thought it was just the coolest thing. Like they took a smaller amount of money and built a better team than the people that were spending 10 times what they did. I thought that was just an interesting sound. Yeah. Sound idea, right? Like we just need people to get on base. We need people like that's all you need. We don't need the best hitter. You know, whatever. We don't need three of the best players. We need a whole team of good enough players yep. and you can pay a lot less money for that than you have to pay for one matt damon what well, matt yeah matt is it matt damon? not matt damon <laughs> it's not matt damon what the hell is his name matt damon's the actor yes matt shit guy they had three players that they lost to what was it the yankees Giambi, or jason uh, now nah, nah, it's gonna piss me off matt matt <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> there's people screaming at us right now. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of guys going, Yeah, this is the name you're looking for. 
and you're done for. And I'm no help in this. It is Matt. Johnny Damon. Is that it? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It looks right. Yeah, it was Johnny Damon. They have the same close. last name. Well, we were talking actors earlier, so it's understandable. Makes sense. I mean, they kind of don't look anything alike, so. Yeah. Are you still looking? <laughs> I think yeah. Oh, I was just looking at some. Uh, yeah, that's going to bug me, but. <laughs> <laughs> Look up Johnny Damon. It was the first baseman, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, those, how they got rid of all of those players and they replaced them with eh, players and still beat the fuck out of most people. Yep. That was. Playing the it's averages. One, it's one of my favorite dark horse movies. <laughs> like ones that nobody really talks about, but that were really fucking good. Johnny Damon, Jason Giambi, and Jason Isringhausen. Whoever the hell that is. <laughs> I was going to say that third one does not ring any bell to me. But yeah. All right. All right. If a child somehow survived and grew up in the wilderness without any human contact, how human would they be without the influence of society and culture? So like Tarzan. Mm -hmm. But in real life. Yes. Or Mog. What is it? Mowgli. Mowgli. He learned to sing book. by a bear. <laughs> yeah, or, the, know, from a bear. Bakira teach him yeah, all yeah. the lessons of life. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't think they would survive. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, if it, there's hypothetically, a, hypothetically, I, I mean, it's like okay. What animal? Okay, if you, l- l- let's put a little bit of an age in here because if you start off as a baby, a baby's not going to survive. I don't think there's an animal on the planet raised by wolves. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> there's an animal Romulus on the planet Remus? that would would help out <laughs> no. raised by wolves. You know, now if they're if they already have some reasoning, say five or six or something, you know, not quite forget who parents and humans are but can still move around and do stuff and start thinking for themselves i think there's a possibility but it depends yeah i i would never not in any imagination except maybe a fantasy world do i believe that any kid below the age of four or five could survive all right we're in a fantasy world (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so assume they somehow survived. Or somehow survived, survived past the point of needing Excuse anybody me. else how would they <laughs> what would they be like I, I think you would have like a wild man I don't think you would have yeah you would have someone that just grew up you know fight or flight predator or prey They it would be Put them in a cage type thing because so they, they wouldn't be human. Wait, is that human? Are they technically still human then? Yeah, they're or technically they still human. 
but they're not they're not an animal they're still human at that we point, are animals but their so. mentality doesn't it w- it would never grow you would, ne- you would never yeah it'd be more primal yeah mm-hmm. more caveman-ish it, it, <clears throat> yeah i mean because you do what whatever it was that you needed to survive but it's not like you would be waxing philosophical. <laughs> right. Well, or, but even in then, it's like, how would you know to clothe yourself? You know, depending on temperature. I was going to say, if you're cold. But but if you've never been taught that, as a human, you do, I think not, instinctually you would try to figure out something, though. I don't you think see so. the animals during the winter and they're fine. But they don't put clothes on. They already have it. Exactly. That's where so I'm you'd saying. be like, "Well, I want that." <laughs> <laughs> well, you think that? How do you think caveman thought? They're like, "Oh, just cold, cold, stay cold." <laughs> Why did they take the fu- the fur off of animals and wear it? Well, I'm well, later on. Instinct? But I, you know, depending on how you go, was it the north or the south? Was it cold, warm? I, yeah, I think there was your your. That'd be tough. I think there was still more of a group thing going on there. I just, I don't think a lot of that stuff is instinctual. Yeah. Well, I think I see where you're going to, to, to a degree. Well, both of you actually, uh, but I see where Nate's going, where it's more about like, would you really know to cover up? Maybe you wouldn't. And maybe you could take colder temperatures. Right. Uh, without any sort of covering or anything like that. Now, maybe you kill an animal and you go, wait a minute, this, <laughs> this thing's warm. warmer than me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. hmm. <laughs> what if, but so maybe you come across that if you're really like, if you are really like, I think it would go back to being more primal and more fight or flight sort of thing. If you were so cold, like you felt like you were, like you, you know, die or I got to do something to because this is whether it's move around or I find shelter somewhere or I, I think some it would be more primal. It wouldn't be a oh, I need to have clothes. Like there would be no concept of those yeah. sorts of things. It's purely driven by whatever environment and circumstances that you're in and terrain and climate and all of that together predators or what other potential threats are there to me how do i defend myself it will all be driven by that more primal survival instinct than it would be uh, you know and more out of necessity out of than any anything else but it's but it's not really truly thought based it's it's like gut yeah, it's like it's. I think of it more of total instinct and guts to figure whatever out. One of the th- theories, because you know, they they depending on how far back you go or whatever, and where did humans start off with? They started off in a warmer climate. If you follow the mainstream thought, why? Because in a warmer climate, you don't need clothes. You can be more primal. You can be that. You have to learn and adapt and move to cold. So if, if a kid was left off in the North Woods, they're dead because they don't have any, they, they didn't work their way up there. Now, if they're left off in the tropics where it's warm, temperatures are mild, 
you know, okay, I'm cold. The animals burrow into the ground. I burrow into the ground. To me, that makes sense. And maybe as you go along, you know, you start to adapt and then you're, you're going to go from there. But if you take a Christian based, you know, type of thing, you know, somewhere along the line, male and female hooked up. So they already had thought and process. Someone taught them that, or it was instinctual then. But if you're just a single person out and whatever, your climate matters. So the colder it is, the less survivability you have because you don't know how to start a fire. You don't know how to, you know, all the common stuff that we take for granted, you wouldn't know. You know, say a four-year-old kid or whatever made it to that age. You're not going to instinctually know how to go make a fire. You may learn along the way, but you're not going to instinctually know that. You know, it's going to be taught. But a lot of, you know, theory and stuff is, well, you know, humans start. Well, there, there was more than likely two. Oh, yeah. You know, there was two people helping each other survive and they figured out how to mate, and then they had to figure out how to create more people in, in, in you know, the whole system. So we've had this group think, group thought for the long, you know, all of human history. So I personally, I think a solo kid or whatever, there unless they were taught something, you know, and they were a little bit older, but the younger it goes, the less likelihood of it even being plausible. Like a Tarzan. In reality, a Tarzan would never make it because yeah. there's not going to be any animal. I don't feel there's any animal that would take a human child in, you know, they're there because it's a competition. They're going to kill off the competition right. at that primal sense. I mean, most animals kill off their own to survive. Yeah. So well, it would be no different. I mean, we still do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was going to say the only thing that I'm really curious about is. Uh, how many, how much instincts would that person have compared to us? Like how many things would come just naturally to them that we're kind of dulled to since we have the luxury of having all of this stuff. Like what, what are our real base instincts as, you know, a human in the wild? Okay. What would be the huge difference between them and us? I, on that thought, let's, let's move up a little bit. Let's say it's like a teenager, 13, 14, early on, saying flying over whatever, but has been already been taught how to close, start a fire and stuff like that, and then get stranded, high survivability rate. And then from that point on, say you don't see that person for the next, you know, 50 years or whatever, I think their instinctual level would just skyrocket. A good example, I think, of this, and he was older, but I, I wanna, I wanna say he was like late teens or twenties. But there was that Japanese uh, soldier that got left on um, an island, and still didn't never knew that World War II or World, yeah, I think it was World War II, never knew it was ended, and they found him like fifty years later. His skills were honed to extreme because he evaded people for all those years you know lived off the island and he survived so if you took someone that already has like the base knowledge you know 
Hey, I got to have some clothes. This is what I got to do to build a shelter. This is what I, which you could learn in the first 10, 12, 13 years. But then I would say high survivability rate and you, you could, yeah, you'd be crazy and say, you're going to hear things, smell things, see things that the average person, because we have so much noise, wouldn't see. And I think you see that with guys that um, go afield and hunt all the time. They have a better situational awareness just because they're out there in those elements. And then if you took that and put them in a non-human area, yeah, it's going to skyrocket. I think it would be nuts. But they need that base knowledge to start off with. Yeah, I think, you know, how in so many ways, how, how to your point, CJ, and, you know, how, uh, how much are, have our senses sort of been dulled, like even just situational awareness, right, to some degree. And I was talking about that earlier. It's one thing if it's my daughters who are young, but it's something to teach them, but, you know, just generally speaking, people don't aren't always aware of really what's happening around them, right? Like really aware. Like, and we're always somewhere else in our heads. Even if we're standing in the middle of Times Square, we could, you know, our brains could be somewhere else, something going on at home or something with work or whatever. And and you're not really present in any sort of moment. And it's easy for us to, whereas if you didn't have any of those distractions, didn't have any of those things, you know, you, you would always be living. You're like that dude on the Island. You're present where you are because that's exactly where you are. And that's all you got. Yep. So I, you know, yeah. Interesting. So basically we all need to go off in an island in the Pacific somewhere and see you in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Just peace out and see, come find me later. See if I'm dead or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he as good as he thought he was? Yeah. All right. Only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. What's your perfect burger? <laughs> the one I didn't make. Um, no. <laughs> uh, you mean like what's on it? Yeah. Mine would be be a pub burger because of whatever reason, pub burgers always seem to be the best. And then you add pepper jack cheese and an egg. And I'm like, say, and then... We'll we'll take it. We'll we'll add the bun in there. There's that certain. It's like a sweet roll bun. That's the only way I can think of it. It's mm. is it brioche? Maybe I don't know what to name. I just know there's the one. It's it has a little bit of a sweeter flavor to it, which offsets the pepper jack real nice. And like a Hawaiian and then roll. You, yeah, like a oh. it tastes like a Hawaiian mm. roll, but it's a burger size type bun. But then have it slightly grilled in in some sautéed garlic butter. Mm, I'm getting hungry now, and it's like damn near lunchtime. <laughs> Thanks. But that yeah, would be I... my perfect there, and maybe if I'm in the mood, some raw onion. That that's a toss up. But 
pepper jack cheese, good pepper jack cheese with uh, with an egg, nice nicely cooked. Yeah, mm. and I know where I can get one of those. Throw on some bacon in there. Uh, yeah, I have a problem with bacon though. It depends on how. If I have bacon on, apparently a burger, you're communist. Then I no, I want it crunchy. They have oh, to have it crisp. You. So no, that way when I bite into it. It, it breaks it, off. It breaks off, and I can have the bacon taste. I hate when it's stringy, and you like it won't just you cut me and pulling the bacon out. <laughs> no, I know exactly Most what you're talking bullshit. about. I don't even care. It tastes like it tastes so much worse. I don't care if I get the whole piece of bacon in one fucking bite. <laughs> <laughs> I like my bacon rubbery, and I don't give a fuck. Not crispy. Yes. I will fight yes. anybody. Yeah. Nope. I'm saying on a burger, I want no, it. Crispy. I don't care. Oh, I don't give a fuck. You, no, <laughs> just regular bacon. Yeah, that's different. But bacon on a burger, I want it crispy. <laughs> What do you got? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm the same. Although, whether it's pepper jack, sometimes cheddar is good, but um, or but yeah, definitely would throw an egg on it. Maybe there's if there's veggies, I don't mind. I mean, I lettuce is okay. Tomatoes are fine. An onion's fine. If none of those things are on there, that's okay. (laughs) Like. (laughs) you know i'm not that's not gonna make or break my burger but good just thick and juicy it's how i like them i bet with an egg and bacon and cheese (laughs) god now i'm just going through everything in my head of how to make the perfect burger (laughs) you got one half pound beef patty with (laughs) yeah i'm gonna Describe the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, oh, Pepper Jack. There, there's another plus is you take two quarter pound pieces and add an extra layer of Pepper Jack in there. I've had right, places do that. do that. Yeah, that's that. That way you got like two slices of cheese instead of one, but the same <laughs> amount of meat. I'm going to do that. And then there's going to be a layer of thinly sliced brisket. Ooh. And then chewy bacon on top of that <laughs> <laughs> and then a sunny side up egg on top of that and then a little bit of queso and then a pretzel bun oh pretzel buns are good yep oh what was the burger at the place it was a burger that was really good but then had is it a reuben with corned beef Ooh, yes and sauerkraut and all of that on top with uh, Thousand Island and then chi- uh, yeah so that would be I mean if, if I'm gonna go a burger with egg, bacon uh, cheese pepper jack, cheddar why not both if we're going all the way <laughs> and then throw some gouda on that bitch <laughs> <laughs> smoke gouda and then the insides of a Reuben on top of that. I'm in. Grilled cheeses for buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I was watching uh, while you're down in Texas is either diners, drive-ins, and dives or yes. some 
cooking or maybe it was just a travel but anyway the the the, it was a burger joint is it lucky 13 where they make a burger and the bun is two grilled cheese sandwiches (laughs) and then burger stuff in the middle middle (laughs) so grilled cheese burger patties with whatever and then the bottom bun is also a grilled cheese sandwich. That sounds good. Now I'm hungry. All this. <laughs> I am. It's like I'm ready to eat. God. This is why I put this at the end. Yeah. Well, there we go. I'm I knew I was going to be hungry as fuck. Here, a quick fix on that. I had to look to Japanese. He held out for 29 years. 29. After the war ended. Wow. I was going to say, what'd you search to find this guy? Because I actually want to look it up. I'll, I'll send you the link perfect but um yeah so he fought in world war ii and he was the last japanese holdout and it was the philippines so he spent 29 years evading and then the story talks about it his commander went back to relieve him of duty so it took him his commander to go back find the guy and tell him so it's like rambo yeah (laughs) a japanese (laughs) rambo Rambo. (laughs) so yeah so that'd wow. probably be the closest thing to that scenario. But yeah, and he died of at the age of 91 in 2014. So wow. still came back and yeah. God, could you imagine coming back to society after all that? No. Yeah. So he probably didn't want to, honestly. Well, he did, and I mean he um he what they say. They talk about it and stuff. It's actually a really neat story. Um, He came back uh, somewhat of a, he was popular, a little bit of a hero thing going on or whatever. So God, it probably um, freaked him out. And there's even an autobiography of him. um, No surrender, my 30 year war. So there's quite, he's a, it's a pretty interesting story. So 1945, wow, the year I was born, 1974 is when he got um, relieved. So that's a long-ass time, you know? Yeah, yeah. 29 years, basically evading capture. But he had the skills to do it, and I think that's the key point. I mean, if you're there for 29 years, I think you would have some skills. No, Well, he was a trained soldier, so that's what I'm saying is. You You didn't put a novice out there. Right. There's no novice, honestly, that I think that would last 29 years, mm-hmm. even though that, like, legitimately. Yeah. Well, but in the fantasy world, who knows? Mowgli might be out there. That might be. <laughs> well, and he, here's a good one, Jimmy. You may know this one. It, is there any major predators on the islands to humans? That's a, that's a key point. You know, you I'm get sure. dropped off in some places. Mosquitoes. <laughs> well there's probably yeah, they, some poisonous snakes or something yeah yeah but there's but no i was gonna thinking say probably like more bears insects. it's probably bears. Insects. It be any bears and i don't think there's any cats like you know not like a tiger panther jaguar like i don't think there's anything like that yeah you'd probably have i mean the i'll have to double check but probably the most the deadliest ones, you're right, would be snakes or stuff like that. Otherwise, it's all stuff that's in the ocean. Yeah. So, 
Mm-hmm. Food for thought. There, 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 we'll we'll leave people with that. There you go. A <laughs> burger. Hopefully, whenever you're listening to this now, you you have time to go eat. Yes. Or you just ate. <laughs> and, and so it's not a problem. Even if I just <laughs> ate, I'd still be hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look up his. See, I'm going to crucify this name. Hiro Onada. H i r o o o n o d a. That's that's the soldier's name. So, cool. If you want to look him up, it's a cool story. Well, with that, gents. Until next time, you guys have a good week. You as well. Thank you. See it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's giving you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. On our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at Steel Jans. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator.